Welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And if you are a father who is ready to add another tool to your fathering toolbox, then you've come to the right place. And even though I specialize in the dad-daughter relationship, you know that the things we talk about here also apply to your relationships with your sons. Well, I'm sure you have this down by now, but if you're a new listener, I want to review the template that works as a grid to guide our conversation each week, which is simply on your mark, get set, go. So every week, I want you as dads to envision yourself standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week, and I'm on the sidelines as your coach, cheering you on and saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set as I fill that in with stories and stats. And go is always your action step where you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action this week. Well, today I have a guest coach joining me who is no doubt someone you've all heard of named Michael Jr. He's an author, an actor, and most notably a gifted comedian. If you've seen him in person or watched any of his videos online or his sermons, oh my goodness, he's such a key communicator. He knows how to use comedy to drive home truths that convict and inspire. And although Michael Jr.'s passion is comedy, I mean, that's for sure. He has a gift that God has given him. He's also written a children's book called The Parts We Play. In fact, I met Michael Jr. in 2011, bought that book, love it, and would encourage you as a parent to buy that book for your kids because it's all about working together. And this man knows how to reach the hearts of kids too. Well, finally, on the home front, Michael's happily married. He and his wife are the proud parents of five beautiful children, and it's such an honor to have you here today. Welcome, Michael Jr. Yo, thank you so much. Wow, that's a great introduction. Hey, question, am I supposed to whisper when I talk on the show? <laughs> you know, go for it. I. <laughs> Okay, no one has ever asked me that. It would take a comedian to catch that and pick up on it. Love it. Okay, let's let's Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll meet you there. We'll see if dads can pick up what we're subliminally giving the messages. Um, we'll tell them that. Oh my goodness. Well, on your mark today is what it takes to be a selfie dad. Now, some some people might be going, what are you talking about? Well, this is the title of the movie, right, that will open nationwide June 12th. You are the lead in this movie as a dad named Ben, and you're going to be unpacking a little bit of your heart for fathers today as it's reflected in the movie. Sound good? Well, let's do it. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Uh, Unpacking sounds like... Sounds like a lot of work, but dad's always going to unpack something anyway, so let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, I want to just first ask you, you've got five kids. How many are daughters, and what ages are they? I have uh, four, technically five, and I can explain that. So I have four um, daughters and then one son. My youngest daughter is, how old is she? I used to say, I guess this was back at a different age, and I have a spread, like from college, to just getting out of Pampers. Um, <laughs> actually, it's the same one. She's real smart. Okay. Like, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so now actually her age is, the youngest is nine and the oldest is like 27. Oh my so, goodness. Um, yeah, I have a, I have a, no, I got a range because um, we, me, I love my wife. Let me just say that. There I'm you go. That, that for the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I know how to whisper to her. That's why we got all these kids because I could whisper and a <laughs> there, husband whisper. There you go. Which is a different show. It's different. <laughs> exactly. Your husband whisperer. Yeah. There you go. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, tell us a little bit about the movie and what's at the heart of Selfie Dad. So I think that the heart is really about um, really lined up to where my heart is. Like I think the 
greatest. Like I, I have a, I have some cool titles as you mentioned. I've done you know TED talks and I'm a author and actor and all of that stuff. But the best name I've ever been called is is Daddy. Mm. Like that is the best. That's my the favorite thing. When my kids say Hey Dad or they send me a text, or whatever it is, like that is the best. Yeah. So in this uh, in this movie, you actually get to see the transformation that a dad goes through from when he's really focused on himself. He still loves his kids. You can love your children and really uh, be there for them and feel like you're really supplying them with their, what they need as far as food and shelter and clothing. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a different level when you, when you dig a little deeper and look under the surface and say, hey, what does my child really need? Yeah. What they really need is that connection. So in this film, you actually get to see that transformation take place in my character, Ben Marcus, in a really cool way because it's it's a it's a good film like this phenomenal story but also well you know I'm I do stand up comedy for a living so the directors were nice enough to allow me to improv some things oh. on the way there so it's it's kind of takes some uh it takes an interesting twist throughout the film just because you know there's some stuff in there that I kind of add yeah so that's, oh, that's cool but to hear the feedback that we're getting from this movie is really really inspiring as well so i really hope that a dad just goes there yeah he can enjoy it i hope it can inspire him and help him see there's some slight little adjustments that he can make to possibly be in fact i would say for sure to be even a greater dad as a result of uh, what happens in this movie yeah well even this week i had i had the privilege of watching it and i as you just found out before we started you know this conversation and, and started rolling this on air, I was already moved to tears because seeing the transformation in this dad's life where he, I would say, goes from being pretty self-absorbed to becoming his kids, yeah. right? His kids are absorbing his heart and, and that focus, that change, what dad can't relate to that, right? What dad can't be inspired to go, right. what does it look like to actually see a transformation happen where you engage the hearts of your kids more intentionally? And I love that in the movie. Mm-hmm. So rock on on that. Yeah, that's great. I think a I think a great way to say it is it's it's almost like a dad when you're in the delivery room. That's a big move, but now it's really time to to put yourself in a position where you can deliver to that child that really needs you. But it never stops. Like there's not a like if like you're probably depending on your age, you're probably in your third trimester of growing as a dad. So mm. it's something that you got to continue to do and grow in. Like I'm constantly learning stuff and refining because my kids have such different ages. I have to, you know, at some yeah. point I'm, I'm, I have to turn into the coach and to the friend and, and do just whatever I can. And it's also really important that people understand the value of being a father like one. Mm-hmm. There's kids around you who don't have a dad in their life, but yet they probably could really use some encouragement from a male figure. Yeah. So even if I never really, Mm -hmm. even if I know I'm only going to see a kid for a second, and whether it be in a grocery store or if there's somebody coming into a uh, a autograph line, and it's a mom, and you can, I can just do the math and notice she's single. Yeah. I'm more times than not try to go out of my way to encourage the little kid, the little boy, and say, "Man, those are some big muscles you have." And then he's six years old. He's like, "Wow, thanks." But I know that's going to stick with him in a huge way because he may have not heard that encouragement before from another man. Oh my good! So I mean, I that might be the ghost step. Yeah, yeah. Look for opportunities. Ooh, yeah. So, so I look for those opportunities to be a dad in the moment, 
to somebody mm-hmm. else if I can with just some words or some encouragement or just a, a look of of uh, of confidence in another little kid because who knows yeah. if they're going to get it anywhere else. Th- and that might be the go step, right, that a dad needs to hear today is I'm going to kick that up a notch, Ooh. right? I'm going to take action. That's but great. I want to put Absolutely. a little plug. I want to put a little plug because you use the word deliver and delivery room is – those listening, just type in Michael Jr. Delivery Room, and you're going to watch a three-and-a-half-minute video yeah. about what it was like when Michael's wow. daughter heard his voice in the delivery room. I mean, that one goes to the heart of dads, right? I, I don't think they it's can watch the that amazing, like that video, not tear up. It's amazing. Like, that video just went out, because I, the video she's talking about, I took the video, but I didn't really get a chance to take in what it meant until I sat down and watched the video. It is so powerful. I mean, it is... Uh, Oprah contacted me uh. and asked if she could use the video because she was so impressed with it. Wow. And then, um, and we said, yeah. So th- it's such a powerful video. Yeah, just put in Michael Jr. in delivery room. Because it shows, really, uh, you know, it shows the power it, it of just, a dad's voice, right? His influence in his kids' lives yeah. from the moment they're born, yeah. even in utero. And I think sometimes yeah. dads get beaten down enough you know, whether it's their own internal critic or in the in the culture to not think they're enough. And I think one of the things I loved in the movie too, Michael Jr., is that you talked about the history, kind of the, the hand you'd been dealt from your dad, and yet you broke the chain. Yeah. I loved how your friend in the movie said, you get to be the chain breaker. And I think that's a message dads Absolutely. need to hear too. Yeah, because we all have some sort of chain that's holding us back in some way or another. And if we don't purposely say, hey, what am I going to do to make myself better? Just by making yourself better by default, you're at least weakening the chains that could hold your child back as well. Yeah. So it just puts you in a much better position. So when you grow as a as a man, it's not only going to affect you, it's also going to affect um, the generations that come. So there's a video, there's a, a video blog that I did where I talk about how my dad was very abusive verbally, mm. very, very abusive verbally to me. Uh, so I see, meaning when my dad would cut my hair, it would get very, uh, he would get, he would get loud. Uh-huh. And he would like, if I move, he would, he would raise his voice and it really messed with my self-esteem like a lot. Like yeah, I couldn't of course. Budge when he was cutting my hair and it was just, it was, it was hard because he would, he would raise his voice. And I used to be a little upset about that. But then when I got a little older, my uncle told me about when my grandfather would cut my dad's hair. And, and his and his hair and my grandfather drank a lot and he would um, he was very abusive and he wouldn't remember the things he did. But but he explained to me one time when my dad was uh, getting his hair cut and he would move a little bit and my grandfather would actually take the clippers and hit my dad upside his head. So now my dad is in tears, mm. crying with blood coming down his head while he's cutting his hair. Wow. So at the end of this, I realized, wow, how blessed am I that my dad raised his voice at me and never hit me. Oh. You know what I mean? So instead of looking at the fact, instead of being upset that he raised his voice, I can see that he actually broke the chain of abuse, even though it was verbal abuse, he oh. broke the chain of that abuse and didn't touch me. Mm. So now when I cut my son's hair, which actually I'm going to do when I get off the phone, but ever since he was young, okay. uh, we laugh and giggle while I'm cutting his hair. And I remember cutting my son's hair and we're laughing. He would move his head and then I would thump him in his neck playfully and he would giggle. Yeah. Like, and I remember thumping him that one time and saying, wow, how far have we come from where it used to be to where it is now? Really? Because my dad stepped up and said, 
I am not going. I am not going to abuse my son the way I was, and now me and my son have this amazing relationship. And I can't even imagine what the relationship with him and his son will be like. And we're saving a lot of money oh. on haircuts. Stuff, <laughs> so that's awesome. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. The exciting part about that was after that, in particular event, I had a guy approach me because I actually told that story on stage. It's also a vlog. But I told that story on stage once during a Father's Day message, and I had a guy, he was like, he was an older guy, 60, he looked kind of wore down, and he said to me, carefully, and like he said, you know what? You know what? I realized today my dad actually, I'm going to call him up and let him know that I love him. Mm. Because although he beat me, he never broke any bones. So, So I know that may seem weird to some of the listeners, but the fact that he can find some good somewhere because he realized how much his dad had gone through. So now he found something good and he can call his dad and appreciate him. It's all about how you look at something. Exactly. So it's, just, it's all about your perspective of it. So now he saw that, he tearfully, and the guy called his dad as he's walking out of the, the venue. So he could do it like that. Wow. Just is amazing to me. So it's really about perspective. You know what so, I appreciate um, about in that? In this movie, Selfie Dad, yeah. you're going to see a lot of that growth. What I love about that is that you're you're getting you're getting real. Like I think some dads feel like the the bar is set so high that they constantly feel like a failure with this perfect ideal. Mm-hmm. But you're saying, "Dad, just take one step, right? To to move the needle a little bit to change it in this generation." That's awesome. Absolutely. Even if the goal was to uh encourage one of your kids once a week, depending on where you are, whatever that is, or even if the goal is to send a text to be like, hey, I just want you to know you're awesome. You don't even have to necessarily get to the point because it depends on where you are, where you're saying I love you. Just say, hey, I notice you. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Just a text or just like whatever it is. And if you're a listener, your dad, uh, I challenge some of my people who come to my uh, live events to send a text uh, every once in a while. And this lady came back after intermission in tears because her dad replied back. Yeah. I said, simply send this text out. Your listeners could do this too. Send out a text to somebody, not those top three people you always text. Mm. Send this text out. The text says, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm sorry I don't say it enough. And then just send it. Oh, that's said, just so send good. That one. So I had them do that. So I had my, uh, my audiences at this comedy show do this right before uh, intermission. And they did it. And this lady approached me in tears crying. She said, my dad just told me for the first time ever that he loves me. Oh, she my tears goodness. At a comedy show because he responded yeah. back to her tech. Like, yeah. like, he, like, so sometimes the kids can make the first step because maybe the dad is just hung up because he just, it's hard. Sometimes we don't know how to get over it. Sometimes we're so caught up on what we did wrong that we can't see the right. Yeah. So maybe if you show us the right, it could start some momentum. And I love that you're giving dads the right thing. Too. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's in the movie. When people see this movie, mm-hmm. I think it'll inspire you in a big way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love that. I love you. What were your three sentences? I love you. And then it was, I don't oh, tell you that enough. I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. you. I'm sorry I don't tell you enough. I'm sorry I don't tell you that enough. Yeah. Oh, I love that you're giving go steps yeah. as we go instead of waiting to the end. Because that's what I found in the last decade of coming alongside men. They're like, tell me what to do to fix it. Tell me what to do to do it right. And if their dad didn't model that, mm-hmm. they need to learn from a dad like you who's seasoned. How's that instead of old? You like that? A seasoned dad who's saying, yeah, Here, say this, work. do this, you know? Is it like cayenne pepper, cayenne pepper seasoning or what kind of pepper? What kind of <laughs> I love cayenne. Like, is it just, 
Cayenne will work. Okay, boom, there you go. Boom, there you go. <laughs> well, if you're just joining yeah. us today, welcome. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, here today with comedian and author Michael Jr., and we're talking about what it takes for a dad to be a selfie dad. So what would you tell dads, Michael? Mm-hmm. What is a way that a dad can be a selfie dad? Because we know selfies so, are like self-absorbed dad, picture, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, most of the time, the dad, I'm just going to get super philosophical, I guess now. Most of the time, the dads in the family have the longest arm. So he also has the ability to capture the entire family in one picture. Mm, You're getting deep. Oh, this is deep. So a dad also has the ability to capture the entire family with his words if he chooses to use them right. So I think a big move is to, first of all, dad, just evaluate, hey, what's a word or some words that I can say to any of my family members to lift them up, to encourage them in any way, even if it's the slightest thing, even if it's like, hey, thank you for making dinner. Thank you for that one time. What text can you send out or what, what can you do? And in the movie Selfie Dad, that's kind of what I learned throughout the process. This character is constantly learning. Wait a minute. It doesn't, I don't have to do something amazing and almighty and triumphant to be a great dad. I just have to be there. I just have to listen. Mm-hmm. I have to be willing to show up to the game or a huge move or still remember the exact day in the setting when my dad did this in particular thing. Yeah. My, the first time my dad ever apologized to me is something that I have never forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like just the fact that you are vulnerable or the fact that you're human and not super is a significant message. Yeah. Like a significant message that a dad can deliver simply by apologizing or simply by saying, Hey, on that thing that day, I really messed up. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Can you, can you forgive me? Yeah. So, um, that, and dads have so much, like, I don't care. Uh, I mean, I know there's moms listening, but a mom can say something to a kid, depending on the relationship. And she might score two points of impact. Let's be real. But when a dad says the exact mm-hmm. same, depending on the relationship, he's probably going to get like eight points of impact because he said it. Now, again, it depends on the relationship, but I know specifically whichever parent you love, you crave the most yep. is going to have the biggest impact. And more times than not, we're craving the dad's love because of the mom. Right. Yep. Like she's, she's there. Yep. She's there and you still got those endorphins and that connection from, so yeah. that is very, extremely yeah. important. And you know, I'm right there with even you. No, at the beginning, that one. Three, three minutes worth. Yeah. Even though we just really added just like three minutes worth of work at the beginning. But we, you know, we just need to do some, and then the mom takes the other nine. Yeah, exactly. Well, even even picking up on your getting philosophical there for a minute, I'm like, okay, I didn't think of it till right now, but selfie dad, we're like, dad, bring yourself to being a dad. Bring just uh, you as a dad when you bring yourself. Okay, you like that? You can borrow that if you want. Absolutely. So you're bringing all that. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so speaking of bringing yourself as a dad to the relationship, one of the themes in the movie, as you're probably not surprised that I loved, was your relationship with your teenage daughter. So... What would you tell other dads that might be a little bit distracted or kind of missing what's going on with their daughter? How would you tell a dad with a teenage daughter to dial in more intentionally to her heart? Because it's kind of a tough season for a lot of teenage girls. Yeah, teenage daughters, they straight up, I'm just going to tell you dads, and I don't know the exact scenario, but your daughter absolutely loves you, but she is going to be a beast to deal with. Like, like really, so, so my daughter... Uh, in her teens, just couldn't be around me. She didn't, I mean, she still respected me, but I could, she just didn't want to be around me or she would do things 
So, so, so here's one move that I make with my kids, and mm. it's very cool. So I ordered two things, but my kids, when they were like up to six years old, seven years old, is dad, you know, as soon as you walk in the door, they would come running to me. Uh, right. And running and hugging my leg and kissing. It's the best. But right around 11, 12, 13, 14, they stopped that completely. They weren't doing any of that. And at first, it hurt a little bit. I was like, wow, why don't they not care anymore? What's going on? But I realized they're just at that age. So what I, what I started doing, and I still do it to this day, when one of my kids walk through the door, I run up to them and hug them. Mm. Because they did it for me all those years and made me feel amazing. Now, one daughter in particular, especially in her teens, didn't like it at all. I mean, she just didn't like it. She was just like, no, Dad, she would always kind of fight a little bit or squirm a little bit. But then one day, their mom, or I can't remember if it was me, while she's squirming and fighting and saying she didn't want it, mm-hmm. my wife took a picture. And I remember seeing this picture on my wife's phone, and I looked at it, and it was a 100% smile, even though she was saying something different. Oh, wow. And I looked at that picture, and I was like, this picture does not, this picture does not say what her voice is saying. This picture says, yeah. I love every moment of this dad. Please don't. So then I started paying attention to her mannerisms when I would do that. And her voice would say one thing, but her body was like, please. In fact, one time I was slow greeting her at the door. Yeah. And I saw her kind of position herself like, hey, dad, what about that hug that I say I don't really want? So what I'm saying is, dad, listen, continue to pursue your daughter. Pursue her because she absolutely is loving every minute of it. She just has no idea how to explain it. It's just not there. But pursue her, like pursue her, tell her you love her. And then when she's mean, just don't take it personal. She's just going through that thing. You're her dad. Yep. It's a great opportunity to show her no matter what, you're never going to leave. So recently, now my daughter's 22 years old, but she actually confessed to me. She was like, dad, I love all of that. I needed it. Thank you for not stopping when I asked you to stop. Exactly. Dad, I'm telling you, she's loving it. She's loving it. Yep. She's loving it. And she's needing it. Her. Yep. Uh, and I love yeah, how... She, yeah, I, she needs it too. I actually wrote down a quote that the that you as Ben in the, in the movie The Dad said, where he said to his daughter, I'm your dad, mm-hmm. and I'm hopelessly devoted to you. Of all the daughters in the world, you're the mm-hmm. one that I want. And I just want to say one other thing to springboard on what you just said about the photo mm-hmm. is my dad and I did this thing for about five years where we grocery shop and we would take a dad-daughter selfie in the grocery store with like a pan on our head or a gift bag or a piece of fruit. And we just put this out on social media. And I cannot begin to tell you the number of people that said, we wait for your Monday night dad-daughter selfie with your captions. And I think there's something about the dad-daughter bond, right? Oh, that's so that just cool. people draw to. And maybe so cool. with what we're saying is dads just... You know, as we wrap up the show here, we're just saying, do something practical. Just do one thing today to invest in your kids. Do a dad-daughter selfie, take a photo yeah. of her, write her a text. You're just saying, get real because your daughter yeah. needs you. Well, here, we're wrapping up our show. I wish we had all day to talk. This has been so great. Well, well, hey, well, 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 well I got to give you, I gotta okay. give you one more thing. Okay, one more. So, so two things. One, I don't know that line you just said from, uh, from the movie yep. is actually, I don't know if you caught it because we slipped it in there very strategically. The line that you just said is actually the lyrics from um, from the movie Grease. Oh, I didn't. Now, you oh, you're the, the one that I want. Movie, oh, yeah. If you, yes. If you notice at the beginning of the movie, my daughter oh, she's was in, in the movie Greece, or the I didn't play. Even care about it. Oh. But at the end of the movie, I'm actually quoting the other thing. I want you guys got to do this. You gotta gotta do. It. I do it for my. I do it for my youngest daughter. 
get your kids, especially if they're like 300, get them an email address. Your daughter, like get them an email address. Hear me out. And then dads, randomly, whenever you're at work, whatever you're doing, take a picture, take a selfie, like the movie Selfie Dad, and, and send them an email telling them what you're thinking about them right now. Uh. You're at work, you're at the grocery store, whatever, just send them an email. And then, but they don't have access to the email until they're 17 years old. And then oh. when they turn 17, 18 years old, you give them this email and it has all of these amazing, beautiful pictures of, of, of you saying what you thought about them and how you were thinking about them and what you were doing. So I've been doing that for my daughters for a while. And they get to, when they turn 18, they get to open up. That's so cool. It has all of these messages. So you guys got to do that anyway. So I look forward to seeing you guys in theaters. Yep. On June 12th, Selfie Dad, the movie is coming out. Please check it out. I think you're going to be moved by it in a really cool way. Absolutely. Well, On Your Mark today has been what it takes to be a selfie dad. You've heard from Michael Jr. He's really made that topic and that theme come alive. Your ghost step has been woven all throughout our conversation. As always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find more resources. I have a link to Amazon where you can find my book, Dad, Here's What I Really Need From You, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart that's also available on Audible. And then you can always listen to any show of the Dad Whisper on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. Remember, you can also subscribe to the podcast there. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been great to be here with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you are intentionally and consistently investing in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads! Go Dads!